Okay, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Here we go again. It's Shop Talk time. Good to see you guys. It's been a long, long time getting through Daytona. Daytona was crazy this year. We're going to talk about that tonight and a whole bunch more. I'm Chris with CycleSource Magazine. This is our regular Sunday program. Looks like you guys are piling in. Good to see everybody, man. It's been a fantastic trip on the road, and we're just getting ready to split again. After this, off to Donnie Smith, the Donnie Smith Show, and Donnie's 80th birthday. It's going to be a killer time. But right now, we got a show to get done, man. 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit, and we got to pack up. It's going to be a great show tonight. Kick back, relax, get yourself a drink, and get ready because Shop Talk's going live in two and a half minutes. So many people. Toast is in the house. Jeremy Sather. Um, everyone checking in from the Lone Star Rally. Good to see all you guys here. Brad Kilpatrick. Steve Broyles. Papa B in the house. What's up from D-Town? David Courier. Lisa Ballard. I should note that Chase Rider, number 22, in the house. I know him. Lisa Ballard in with us, Jay Rogers, David Crumb, watching from New Jersey. Brenda Jack DeGazio, good to see you guys while we're in Daytona. Man, anybody who was in Daytona this year knows that we were so lucky because in spite of it being a wet one, and it was, man, more weather than I've seen in Daytona in an awful long time, it was still fantastic, and the skies let up just enough every day for us to have great shows and a really good time at Bike Week. So, not too bad. One minute out, and we're going live with Shop Talk. Jeremy Quinn with us here. Matthew Kinsey. Sean Jackson. David Courier, the champ. <laughs> oh. How many of you guys were at the Toast Tacos and Burnouts Party? What a good time in Daytona this year. That's going to be an annual thing for sure. The parking lot was packed, not to mention the racing. The racing was off the hook in Daytona. You're absolutely right, David Crumb. Oh, Jay Rogers, yo, Chris, Jackie Hill wanted me to ask if you're coming to Humboldt this year. I need to go see Pete and Jackie. Those are two of my favorite people on the planet. 19 seconds. I mean, I guess... I guess it's time to get this one out of the station and up on the tracks. Almost forgot that that's how we start this show. Let's get going with this week's installment of Shop Talk. Oh, I got to give a, a heads up to Gary Raphael watching tonight. Good to see you here, man. Mr. Tom Banks in the house with us. Bruno Coppola, good to see all you guys. Okay, scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. 
Welcome to Shop Talk, our regular Sunday night offering from Cycle Source Magazine. I'm Chris Callen with Cycle Source, and I'm going to be your host for the next 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheeled bullshit we can fit. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Miss Heather Callen. Hey. See, there's nobody for me to make fun of you saying that with tonight because our second co-host, Mark Persichetti, is out. Mark has uh, undergone a huge medical procedure to uh remove all of the tattoos and traces of <laughs> being say, is of, from his ass <laughs> of being a motorcycle rider he's oh. having his hair cut his beard cut off he's having his tattoos removed he said he's done with all of you guys and no but seriously mark's out he's going to be out for a little bit but um we send him our love and and we can't wait to have him back here with us again um so much uh real quick let me go back up can a couple you please comments. make the lead in shorter five minutes is like forever i just want to talk what, to what people are you, eight years old yes. settle down hey look for most what do you have of, to pee well that's five minutes go pee <laughs> i guess maybe i'm just tired of waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> well get ready baby we got at least 20 more years of that <gasps> Jay Rogers says that uh, Pete and Jackie are the 2022 Legends honoree this oh, year. That's, that's awesome. Um, they are let's so see, good. who else? Jay, what are the dates? What are the dates? Tell me, yeah, Jay. Yeah, right. Big D checking in. Yes. From Miss Kitty's, Marengo, Illinois. So I know we're going to go through like a little Daytona recap, but as you were talking about the tacos and burnouts party, yeah. I realized that you that everybody that was there for media yeah. was having such a good time. No one took a picture. Shut up. There are no pictures. Oh. Which is good because it means everybody had a great time, but no one took pictures. Wait a minute. Toast or Stevenson or somebody. Chris Simmons is in the house. What's up? Hey, Chris. Um, Nobody took pictures. Not you that I've seen. Me. Uh, Edward watching and listening from Massachusetts. Oh, Will, Will O'Rourke. What's going on, buddy? I remember the dirt bike magazines back in the day, right on. It's been a long time, but a, a lot of you guys will remember back in the beginnings of, of uh, Cycle Source. We used to also do a counterpart to it called Trackside Report, and it was a lot of fun. You know, and that's something to think about. You know, the um, the back and forth, all this stuff. Like, you know, sometimes we've done dirt bike magazine right now we've been doing torque for the performance thing we've done some stuff like with with jason we were we were lucky enough to do the the program for the chase and uh it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun for 25 years of being I in publishing you've been here 25 years right? yeah like, so that's it this is this kicks off the 25 years it actually started with daytona and all of our events this year I'm, I hope I'm not throwing you under the bus right now, Blondie. But all of our events this year are going to have special 25th anniversary collectibles that we're giving yeah, out. Yeah, and we're going to switch it up throughout the year. Like in Daytona, we gave away patches. Um, I think we're going to do some pennants and maybe some challenge coins. We're going to switch it up as we go. But you have to come to a show to get one. Uh, Kenny Hotrod, Chris, <laughs> wondering. As soon as we print another issue, Kenny. Go. So that will be... Uh, at the end of april right on um kevin baxter what's up buddy gonna uh give you a call tomorrow my promise i'm i'm trying to get caught up god <laughs> it's been nuts it's absolutely been nuts if you guys have been following us in the garage i've been sleeping in people's basements living in a camper yeah, outside like we of came shops, home and like, you left and it was quiet in the house it was glorious uh, no i mean i missed you what did you just say it was glorious <laughs> Okay, smart ass. 
Yeah, 25 years, man. Longer than any three women consecutively in my life, and now you know why. <laughs> uh, but this is I Shop Talk. I can't believe you've made it. Enough of that bullshit. This, in case your mother's watching, because I'm sure I'm going to get a text message right now bowling me out. But if uh, this is your first time watching. Can we bring you one what, Jeremy? We can bring a lot of things to Donnie's Magazine. Magazine, patch. What are you looking for? Tell me. So if this is the first time you're watching Shop Talk, this is a show we do every Sunday. It's all about two-wheel um, excitement. We do everything you would expect in a motorcycle magazine, but we do it here live. You have an opportunity to participate in this show and not just be an observer by checking out the comment box over here. Get involved. Give us your questions, comments, concerns. We'll try to get to them throughout the show. But um, the whole thing is motorcycle entertainment. It's a good way to end out the week or get ready to start a new one and uh, usually start the whole thing off with a little segment we call the news. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. First up in the news tonight, and this in from Cycle World. That's an incredible motorcycle. I don't know what's going on there, but this actually signifies motorcycles response to Russian war on Ukraine. More OEMs and aftermarket firms halt operations, ban exports, and give donations. More than three weeks into Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, a growing number of motorcycle manufacturers, their parent companies, and some aftermarket companies are ceasing production and business operations in Russia in response to that country's brutal invasion of Ukraine. Others are pledging donations to humanitarian aid groups to give assistance and to help out the stem of tide of more than 3 million displaced persons who have been forced out of their homes. Adding to the effort are new sanctions from Western governments to ban the sale and shipment of some motorcycles to Russia. So good for every one of them for, for getting behind this and not putting the dollar bill ahead of Amen. humanitarian concerns. So real quick, um, on that kind of topic, Doug Wolski, you guys might know him as Round the World Doug, he is an avid uh, European motorcyclist. He travels all over the world, hence Round the World Doug. He has offered to write um, an article or maybe even a series about Ukrainian motorcyclists. Um, and, what, and it really, really sounds, yeah. I mean, he, he's totally passionate about it. So that in itself is going to be a fantastic read, but it really sounds like it's going to be a good thing. I'm, I'm really excited about it because he's going to do it from both sides. He knows a lot of motorcyclists in Russia and the Ukraine, and he's just going to talk about the culture that they live there and how this is affecting them and so on and so forth. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Doug. Um, and if you don't know, this is a perfect time for me to remind everybody this does this whole program every week that we do this stuff. It supports a print magazine that you can get anywhere fine magazines are sold. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a magazine we do called cycle source next up. Uh, the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation announces second annual national ride for kids day in collaboration with American Honda, the Komodo family of brands and Geico motorcyclists. The Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation's second annual National Ride for Kids is scheduled for September 18, 22, taking place in the heart of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. National Ride for Kids Day gives motorcyclists and power sports enthusiasts an opportunity to take a stand against pediatric brain tumors, the deadliest childhood cancer. 
uh, in from MPN, Motorcycle, Motorcycle Power Sports Network. If you're not subscribing to this, you need to. Women riders prepare for 16th edition International Female Ride Day. On Saturday, May 7th, women riders will take their motorcycles and power sports vehicles to just ride for the 16th International <laughs> Female Ride Day. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Participants and over 120, on six, 120 countries on six continents will join the globally synchronized Women's Ride Day, which highlights female motorcycle riders and power sports across all disciplines of the activity what, what are you planning for that day heather uh, maybe i'll learn how to ride that day there you go i mean it's on my list i have to do it like so, i have to do it one of the one of the biggest and i mean my favorite part of daytona for biketoberfest last year and daytona this year and and everyone's growing concern has been the sons of speed billy lane sons of speed has absolutely been off the hook. More racers all the time. Mr. Tom Banks joined in the fun this year. Yeah, and came out swinging. Right? Holy yeah, took, cow. Took the win in his class, buddy. Um, hey, I need your guy's help to get he a horse. He needs to get a horse? I'm assuming that he's he's talking about getting a motorcycle, so you never give us know, a call. You never know with Dennis. Come on now. <laughs> so um, Sons of Speed was absolutely off the hook for me personally. It was a huge victory because I picked up 10 seconds in my lap time. 11. 11. And if it wasn't uh, good enough just to be faster on the track, I actually made the mains, which nothing's more <laughs> embarrassing than not making the main event of the show. But um, the, the winners of that were, we want to celebrate them for just a minute here. Obviously, eBay Jake. Goes he won two saying, classes. Right? He won the early, early 61 and hot 45. 45 yeah. and hot 45. I don't know. Two classes. There's Mr. Tom Banks taking his first championship, first checkered flag and championship for his class and his first time out at Sons of Speed. Doesn't even seem fair. <laughs> no, especially considering the hurdle he was up against. Right. The frame on that bike cracked in practice. On Friday, and he had it repaired. Yeah, like he took it and had it like expertly repaired that night, and he rode the hell out of it on Saturday. Hey, Chris. Chris Simmons says Tom Banks was awesome, and some guy named Chris Callen kicked ass too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun. This this was one of my favorite cats to be on the track with. Man, he was he was a blast. I learned so much. And listen, one more time, I want to make sure that. I, I could not possibly say thank you enough to Tom Kiefer for letting me ride his 1916 J model bike because that's the only way, the only way that I would get to do this. It was an incredible opportunity again for a second time, and I was I'm absolutely in love with that motorcycle. So if anyone can help me convince Heather that no. I need to own that motorcycle, there's there's a chance. I'm just I'm just saying that's nope. There's a chance that I could own that motorcycle, and the only thing standing in my way is her. So. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> but I have to say, I will admit this. In all the years I've known you, yeah. including even the day we got married, which I should be concerned about now that I think about it, I have never seen you smile like that in my life. Oh, it was, when it was you came of off fun, that man. track and had those great lap times, you were like a little kid that just had the training wheels taken off. It was just, it was incredible to see you that happy and get that much joy from something it was awesome do you remember but the you local, still can't have the bike we should we should give a um a shout out to the local lady that helped me out with the leathers i can't remember who helped me do the leathers mm, i'm sorry 
You're sorry. Yeah, I forget. Local lady that helped us with the leathers. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so much for professionalism. Right out the window. Um, there was our, there was our um, our pit. That's quite for the sons of speed. quite the crew. Yeah, it really was. There's my class, early '61. There's the honored guest that was hanging out in the pits with us, Mr. Roadside Marty and his father Shelton. If you ever have the chance to sit down and talk to Shelton Davis, oh yeah, please take the give, do yourself a favor and take the opportunity to talk to that man. He knows more about motorcycles than. A hundred people. And he's got some of the greatest stories ever. Panman said, you're lucky to be on Tom's bike. His bike always, his bikes always run. That's, listen, that's the honest God truth. Like Tom has that thing running like a top. His beautiful, beautiful motorcycle. Um, Kenny reminds us, Fast Freddy Bullage had a rough day, but some, but, but bad days never Fast Freddy forever. Um, Freddie is up. He's an absolute ambassador of Sons of Speed. I think had what twelve or or fourteen. Yeah, he had different motorcycles out there. Yep, and he has quite a team built up. And yep. talk about somebody that does it for the love of the sport and paying it forward from his heart. That is that's Freddie without a doubt. Gina Wood says that she has some great pics. Can she post them on here? I don't, I don't think you can. You can't can. post in the comments until after us. the show yeah. is over, unfortunately. But here's here's one. This was this was my favorite picture of the event. It's from Mr. Michael Lichter. It really looks like I'm doing something there, but <laughs> that's, that's how good Michael is. That's all I'm going to say about that. I thought you were going to say your favorite picture was the one you smooch and poppy. Oh, we're not going to bring that up. That just was saying. that was just that was a moment in time, you know. <laughs> things get crazy every once in a while, but man, it was it was really a great Daytona. Um, Sons of Speed was off the hook. I think we have a, a couple more news stories, right? Yeah, there should be. Uh, let's get back to that for a minute because we got guests waiting. Oh, okay. So this coming in from facility executive Harley Davidson Museum announces plans to reshape its campus. With two all-new retail stores, a greatly enhanced experience gallery, and a soon-to-be-completed-this-year-round event building, the HD Museum aims to solidify Milwaukee's rep as the motorcycle mecca. Um, I'm sure, like, it's turning into a whole block of, well, an additional block of motorcycles. They have the perfect word. It's a campus now. It's not just a, a structure. You know, and as it should be, right? I mean the the people that are going there to to see the history to celebrate the the lifestyle to visit the home of everything that started as Harley Davidson they they deserve that experience and they do an outstanding job however i have to say i am very much looking forward to visiting the black hole museum once it's open that's what tom banks has dubbed his his the, what? his, the black hole museum because when tom buys a motorcycle it goes into a black hole. <laughs> Nobody else is ever going to own it again. So it's called the uh, Black Hole great. Museum. He actually has built a replica of the shed inside. Steve Broyle says he has pictures. Um, I hope you mean of the of the party because, like Heather said, we we blew it. Um, here is I wish I had the batshit batshit crazy news thing up because this was the dumbest shit from Daytona this year. So I'm just gonna play this video for you guys and then we'll talk about it for a second. But this 
absolutely gets the world the world's biggest dumbass award. Yep. And there is no audio, so See the traffic the the, the traffic arm. control coming down. Here, go, here goes Dum Dum. The motorcycle goes around it. Look, Chris Simmons knew the dresser with the trailer. Yep. What are you going to say? I didn't see it? Yeah. <laughs> Owner, only a person riding a Honda would do that. Yeah, Pan Man said this. This is what all of us were asking. I want to know what what type of hitch that is because if you saw the pictures that came out after this guy after this guy hit the papers and everything, the hitch was hanging the whole motorcycle. So the trailer was still up on the bridge and the entire motorcycle was hanging by that hitch. Ridiculous. All right, Blondie, what oh, do you nice. think? Oh, nice. Jason Brooks, thank you for your amazing help with his little JAP single. Oh, that was a, listen, that was a pleasure. Tom, Tom Kiefer and I were talking about that. That was one of the highlights of Daytona was actually getting to work on that JAP motorcycle. It was really, really cool. So Jason pitted with us, um, killer, killer, early, early 1900s JAP uh, Speedway bike. And um, me and him and, and Steve Broyles, all of us getting in and helped uh, figure out the oiling system on that and getting it timed and got him out in the track. And he ran all day with that motorcycle, man. It was great. Very cool. It was such a great week. So, hey, man, we're going to uh, switch gears here a little bit real quick. We're going to go to our feature bike. After the feature bike, a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to have our guest this evening, Mr. Jason Sims. And we're going to be talking about the Cannonball Chase that's coming up, the cross-country motorcycle chase. chase. That was such a fun event. That was one of the more fun things that we've done in a while. Absolutely. So stick around. We'll be back in just two minutes. Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build. Share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. Richard Ruck from Temp, Florida. Uh, company's name is It'll Ride Choppers. Uh, this is my latest build. Uh, I call it Semper Amari, which is always forward. It's a uh, 1977 shovel head. Hardtailed it, seat post back basically. It's built out. Still a numbers bike. It does have uh, SNS or Speed and Science uh, top end. It's 93 inch shovel with the SNS flywheels. Started with, uh, it was actually a roller when I got it, uh, kind of a barn find. So old ratty, the intake was off, the, the uh, primary was off. It, it doesn't matter, you usually end up just using the frame in cases. Uh, oil tank is from Tinworks. The gas tank, the fenders and twisted choppers that I uh, shaped for this application. Seat was done by Kurt at uh, Bare Bones, Bare Bones Leather. Front end is a uh, repop of an of a inline springer. Handlebars are tin works. I got uh, bare knuckle risers on it, and uh, the 
hand controls are custom tech. Paint was done by Pauly Deluxe. Uh, Pauly and Bombshell worked together. He uh, kind of did a, a play on a Shelby Cobra paint job. Just felt like there was a lot of bling in the middle of it, and I didn't want to overkill it on the paint job. So essentially told him to, to picture a, a Shelby Cobra, a traditional, you know, boring Shelby Cobra paint job and, and put his stink on it. So uh, he got that Shelby blue and he actually silver leaves the stripes and paneled the tank a little bit. Color matched the frame too. Uh, no, I did the hardtail. It was still intact. It was still, you know, basically a stock bike when I cut it. Um, to do my hardtails, I generally will use uh, soft tail axle plates. It's hacked at the seat post and down on the bottom, I redo the transmission member. The one thing that I do that's a little different, especially with the with the soft tail axle plates, is I do run the inch and an eighth on the top. Normally on the shovels, it's a one inch bar on the top. On this side too, it's a, it's TechCycle's uh, primary uh, that I've kind of machined out. The, the starter positioning is nice. I've, I've uh, used some of the other, you know, built BDLs in, in the past and you're, you're kind of locked in with what you have to do. So when you start working around an oil tank, it's it's funny how tight these things get, as simple as they are. No, I don't have a lot of runtime on it right now, to be honest, because it's just wrapped up and we're taking some pictures of it before we turn anything blue. But yeah, it fired right up. It seems to seems to run idle, kick down pretty good. Hand controls are uh, custom tech. The grips and the pegs, I, I uh, Speed Dealer's one of my favorite, favorite vendors, so I, I end up doing a lot of them on a lot of my builds. Uh, custom tech hand controls, I also run a custom tech uh, master cylinder on on those controls i make those controls when i actually kind of designed the controls around I, I saw that custom tech master cylinder and i liked it so much that I got to thinking how can i make a set of controls around these and i wanted to go with forward controls on this i do mids on on a lot of my bikes because it's a pretty comfortable position for me i use uh the voice on this one for for all the chrome uh the polishing i, I take care of myself so uh most of the stuff is actually polished but the voice did the did the pipes on it uh, did the kicker, um, uh, kicker lever too. Richard Ruck from Evil Ride Choppers, and you're watching Shop Talk. Whether riding takes you from A to B or just lets you escape, there's a flow to the road you share. So go with it. Eyes open and always have the Law Tigers by your side. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, visit us at lawtigers.com. Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Proven performance is not some sort of empty slogan or marketing catchphrase, but a way of thinking, a mantra, and something we've practiced every day of the week for the last six decades. Designed, manufactured, and tested in the heartland of America. On and off the track, SNS Cycle is the first choice in power sports performance. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm with Banks Brothers Motorcycles. 
One of the things I want to show you today is our new improved engine puller. The changes to this machine has been in the arms and in the hands. We put hind joints in the hand to allow rotation of the engine, which makes it easier to get it in and out of the frame. With the angle change, we have equal clamping pressure on them. And over here, we have what's called the posi lock, which allows this to be locked in place and the engine can't swing from side to side. And we're gonna show you just how easy it is to pull the motor out of the bike right now. George is actually gonna come in, make contact with the cylinders, tighten it down, you gonna pull it out of there. You lift it up, rotate it, and bring it, the assembly out of the frame. You see the motor starting to move and it centers itself. This allows no side play once the motor's in place and it keeps it safe, it can't fall out. Visit BanksBrothersMotorcycles.com to order your bank slip. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Um, big shout out to them for supporting Shop Talk and, and helping us bring you this programming. Check them out today at DennisKirk.com. If you are last minute, like I always am, and God, I have more proof of that. I spent, just so you know how last minute he is, I had to order $8 worth of chrome bolts, and they charged me $80 to overnight them. Because hey. he had to have them. $80 for eight, I spent $88 for $8 worth of bolts. It was one Because he's, yeah. So, Seriously? So there's that. That's but, even worse, dude. Oh, my God. But, but Dennis I did, wait, out. <laughs> I did watch you use that Banks lift. To right? put the motor in the FXR evolution. That's it. So that's it. That was pretty rad. Yes, sir. And you can see everything that we've been doing with the uh, the FXR evolution. If if you're not hip to what that is, we've been building a motorcycle around the clock. Um, I should actually get the real picture. I want picture a real now, picture. You have right? a real picture. But uh, you can check out everything. Actually, Tom Kiefer and I just got the first fire on this bike, and you can see that on uh, all of the Cycle Source social media right now. But we will be in Minnesota at the donnie smith show at st paul with that motorcycle and um then from there on to texas on to arizona but tons of video from building that motorcycle is all yeah, over you our know, social i'm not sure how i feel about giving it away just so you know right. <laughs> just saying so that's the biggest thing about it is you can go to dennis kirk slash garage build and you can sign up for absolutely free for a chance to win that the whole thing is to celebrate <laughs> garage culture and uh, the men and women that are out in garages across America doing their thing with custom motorcycles. Ray, 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 Ray Yana says he's going to win that bike. Do you know how many people that I'm surprised are really, really excited about the chance at winning that? I know. So Professional Monkey is watching tonight. If you guys don't know who he is, please go to YouTube and check him out. But he's going to be a guest on this show very soon yeah. and i'm super excited to have him but he says a fat guy would look good on that bike <laughs> i'm not sure what he's saying there he's probably talking about me no <laughs> mrs <right>. monkey <laughs> kenny hot rod i plan on winning that and even tom like chopper tom that helps me in the garage tom is like yeah i'm, I'm winning that bike so it won't have to go far now does that make you like second guess any of the other bikes that you built because everybody's like, oh, I want that. Well, actually, they all say that. Oh, I want that bike. Whatever. Never he, mind. Moving Dennis on. Stauber. He's saying Big D's a fat guy. Big deal looking on that. <laughs> Big deal look good on that bike. <laughs> all right, man. Well, listen, um, let's get to our guest tonight. I obviously don't have to introduce Mr. Jason Sims to you guys. We're going to run to the airways with him real quick and have a little talk about the upcoming cross-country motorcycle chase. Let's get him online. 
Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectral Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. Jason, what's up, man? Uh, not much. What's happening, Chris? And it's great to be back on the Cycle Source Networks. Oh. Well, it's good to have you. Listen, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time, hasn't it? A little too long, I think. Rob Nussbaum's <laughs> going to be so disappointed that you don't have flannel on. <laughs> well, it's kind of a flannel. It's made by Dixon, so same thing, right? Yeah. See, go. he even put he just put the comment up. No flannel. <laughs> so, everyone's excited. The motorcycle, the the cross country motorcycle chase is is warming up. People are getting ready now. And it's Route sixty six, right? It is so it rad. Is. So rad. I think this is probably going to be one of our most iconic rides ever. You know, I mean, this is a, uh, I mean. The allure of Route 66, the way it is, and then what we're going to do to put our own little touch on it. it. I mean, I get goosebumps every time just even thinking about it. You know. Now, listen for people who people who haven't delved that far into Americana and and really understand what a, a trip across the entirety of Route 66 means. Talk about that for a little bit before we get into more stuff about the chase. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's a, I mean, Route 66 has got this huge, huge history, uh, you know, uh, Americana. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is still alive from back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, you know, and they're trying to preserve this thing and, you know, and really um, bring what it was like back in the day. And, you know, we're excited to, to be a part of it and to get to take the challenge of this of the cross-country chase on this thing and you know and, and have a good time and you know really bring america back to you know bring americana back to america you know i mean i think a lot of people kind of really lose touch of you know what it was like back in the day or you know some of the styling and and stuff like that and you know for us to be out there on these pre-1960 motorcycles is it's it's going to be unbelievable I, th- I think that's the biggest thing for the few times Heather and I have been on Route 66 in different parts. You know, to 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 think about it from the perspective of what the interstate system was back then. Because today, we all get on super slabs that cut straight across the country or straight north or south. And, and you can be in a place in a, you know, a lot shorter time, but you miss what was, you know, identifiably parts of that region you know the personality that came from the different regions as you went across the country on the old highway systems that actually went through all of those towns you know and right. i think i think that's one of the most exciting things haven't been on 66 i think that's going to be one of the most exciting things for your event oh absolutely so even in today's world route 66 is kind of lost almost it's touching allure a little bit because a lot of it is actual four-lane interstate highways you know a lot of 66 is now um, Interstate 40 and 44. And, you know, our goal is to make Route 66 what it should be. So, you know, I, I'm taking my style of only doing two lane back roads. Uh, you know, we're going to put you on the best. You know, when I think of Route 66, I don't think of major cities. So, you know, I, I'm going to realign Route 66 to go around places like St. Louis, stay out of downtown Chicago. Uh, you know, all these metropolitan areas where it's not conducive to, and, we're, and what are you seeing? You're sitting in traffic and, and you're right. not really seeing the open country and, and really seeing America. So, you know, we're we're really going to, you know, take Route 66 to the next level. And, you know, my personal feeling is, is 
you know, when they see what we did and how we are realigned it ourselves, you know, I think all these Route 66 associations are going to, you know, want to realign again for the hundredth time and change the route. So I think it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to what's out there in this country that, that they miss by taking those interstates. Right, right. The only bad thing, you know, we're doing it in a matter of 10 days on these old motorcycles. You know, we'll be averaging probably 275, 280, somewhere in there per day. Um, you know, so we're not going to have a whole lot of time to actually stop. I mean, to do Route 66, you know, all the groups and all the books, you know, they say you should do it in a month. Right. You know, and I really condense this thing down into 10 days. So, I mean, it'll be a, lo- a lot of... Uh, you know, um, inspiration and, and invigoration with a lot of these these riders. I mean, you're going to take in so much information so quick of all the different sites and, and things that we're going to see in one day. So, well, and hopefully it'll inspire riders to go back and check out certain areas. Like I know I, for one, after our the the mini chase last year, I want to go back to the Ozarks. Oh, absolutely! What beautiful, absolutely. beautiful country, and the riding out there is outstanding well here's something to think about too because this is this is not unlike when i did i did the first ever hokahe right and i think it was by the second day i actually went to the organizers and i said hey listen um if if you need to take my name off of the list of people that are actually competing for anything in this do that now because i'm going to be here the whole way through the end and i went the whole way through to homer city alaska you know did the whole event but two days in i realized that the race was less important to me than than the route we were on and the stuff that i was getting to see they took us on beautiful beautiful roads on that thing and i mean rode the entire alaskan highway three providence of canada we came through the denali national forest and at one point i didn't care anymore what place i came in so it'll be interesting to see for your event how many people give up on the idea of being a competitor and just want to be there for the experience well, honestly, I mean, I think probably 70% of the people are, are there just for the experience anyway. You know, they're not out there to, to try to win it. I mean, they just want to be with a group of friends and, and experience a ride like this. And I mean, where else are you going to see 100 motorcycles, you know, starting in Illinois and ending in uh, California, you know, doing the whole Route 66? I mean, it, it's going to be pretty epic. Now, Jason, what are the um, restrictions for motorcycle years for this year for the chase? Uh, so this year, uh, the event is open to any motorcycle that is 1930 to 1960. <gasps> and really, the, the requirement is, you know, you got to have an original engine, original transmission. Do you know what that means? That means if we have the ticket up and running, baby, we, we can could go. do it on the 49. And that and the dates are different now, so it'd be during my birthday. I'm just saying that would be a killer birthday present. Let's talk about Tom Kiefer's 1916J model again. 1930 <laughs> to 1960. 1916 is not within no, no, those years. No, I'm just saying. I'm, no. You were talking about what would be a great birthday present for you, and I'm just saying what would be a great present for me is Tom Kiefer's 1916 motorcycle. Um, you always get great presents. I am a very good present giver. All right. Well, listen, let's, let's talk about that for a minute because you said, um, just a second ago, the starting point is going to be Springfield, Illinois. Yep. Correct. So, you know, like I said a, a few minutes ago that, you know, I, 
historically route 66 starts in downtown chicago right on lake michigan you know for these type of motorcycles you know it, it just isn't conducive to us so you know I, I started really looking for okay what's the next historic point along route 66 and um springfield illinois was the first place that popped up you know these guys have been really really great with us uh working with us and uh they're super excited to to host us this year a lot of history there a lot of museums and um we're excited to start there right on right so what what can what else can you tell us about the route i mean is there anything anything that you want to make sure that you point out that these are going to be things you absolutely we're gonna we're gonna hit uh yeah so i mean we uh, we're going to start releasing our list of cities. I know some of it has been leaked out there uh, already with some of the overnight cities that we're going to be in. But with those overnight cities, uh, we will be having a hosted promotion every night. So, you know, there's places like Siva Station uh, Museum, Motorcycle Museum on Route 66. You know, we'll be making a stop there. Uh, there's a couple other Route 66 museums that we're going to be doing, some downtown associations on route 66 are going to be hosting us uh i think a harley dealership along the way is going to do something you know so we got these really really great plans for you know lunch stops and overnight stops in the cities that we're stopping in you know so the general public can come out and see what we're doing be able to get up close and personal with all the motorcycles talk with the riders and uh just really kind of see the passion of what's going on and what we're doing you know that was uh like getting getting an opportunity to be along with the the chase and and doing that whole thing that was that was really like a lifetime thing because I'll have to admit to you that you know from the other side of things from the custom world and you know when you guys were doing I was like hey look I get it it's cool you know old bikes and stuff going but until you're actually in the setting you know and and you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're having a soda pop or something on a break getting gas and you see four or five hundred year old motorcycles go zooming by you're like you you start to get the understanding of how special the thing is that you're part of right right well even look at you know, when we come in at night, you know, 90% of these motorcycles just ain't a kickstands down and go have a beer and chill out for the rest of the night. You know, all these guys are out there wrenching two, three hours every night when they get back, you know, making sure that this machine is ready to go for the next day. Oh, uh, and, and I know, I know Heather shares my feelings about this too. Like some of the, some of the locations were just absolutely incredible. Oh, like yeah. I, I keep thinking about the old bridge. That one old bridge that we went that we went over that was I mean it was that thing that thing was incredible. I think I spent an hour there taking video and pictures oh, of, yeah. of other guys that were right. on. No, and that's what we try to do. I mean, we really want to put you know uh, new sights and, and new sounds into riders, and you know then you know we release this stuff on the media like sources like this and you know our instagram and facebook and you know that gets people that are watching us online the opportunity to be like oh dude i didn't know that existed there and i gotta go check that out you know i think you know on the cannonball one of our most probably iconic things was doing the cannonball wabash bridge well you don't know how many people have reached out to me and said dude i after seeing you guys go across that thing i had to go to illinois sitting Sorry, that was me. I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the Wabash Bridge. 
Yeah, like, me too. After all the pictures and video, like I need to experience that. Right. Yeah, we get to see a lot of things like that. You know, I mean, uh, you know, different sites and, and places, and you know, it, to me, it's fun to get the the feedback from the general public to say, "Hey, dude, I'm so glad you guys took him to this place." You know, I've enjoyed this place all my life. You know, for locals and, and you know, and then people across the world. You know, people coming from overseas over to here that you know want to go check out these places that you know either the Cannonball or the Chase end. So. Yeah. You know, one of the coolest things about all that, this in, even taking into consideration all the beautiful scenery we saw and the the amazing roads we were fortunate to ride on, some of the best parts were in the parking lots at the hotels. And in the one that sticks out in my mind was the parking garage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hot like, Springs, Arkansas. And huh? Hot Springs. And everybody just pitching in and <laughs> helping everybody else. And seeing that camaraderie go through, I mean, Barry, people were hot and Bar- tired. Barry's, and Barry's story alone, you know, yep. like that we we came across we came across Barry. I think it was the day after he got the bike going, oh. and uh, just just watching him, like the the joy that was in his face for being on that motorcycle and riding again was awesome. And talk about like overcoming adversity you name it that poor son of a gun dealt with it with those motorcycles but he never gave up like he never did it was it was so inspiring to watch him persevere and when he crossed that finish line i think i cried for him just because i was so happy that he didn't give up it was such a great story Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He had a lot of great stories. I mean, not just the parking lot that night, you know, after having a torrential downpour, but I I think even the next day it was, um, you know, I think him and Gypsy ended up getting lost and they were hundred and some miles off course and didn't get into like nine or 10 o'clock that night. No cell phones, no, Mm -hmm. you know, batteries were dead and everything. And, you know, they ended up finding their way you know, miraculously getting back on course, you know, and, you know, we didn't tell them what city they were going to be in. So, you know, for them to to get back on course and to find this was pretty miraculous. No, it was, it was great too, man. And you could even like, everybody was cheering for Barry, but even in the, the video that I'm talking about, when we came up next to him, you can hear Heather screaming, go Barry, go. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys started a really that's another reason why we asked you on tonight you started a really incredible program within the framework of of both the chase and the motorcycle cannonball and um i'm going to ask you to talk about that for a little bit here yeah yeah you bet so uh just this year uh off a concept that we'll get into here in a little bit uh uh myself and a, another group of friends decided you know there was this this really great deed that happened last year and we wanted to expand upon it and and really try to get the next generation rider involved into one motorcycling but you know two antique motorcycling so we set up this uh, a new organization called love of old motorcycles and um you know it was really brought off of this idea of what uh alex did last year and uh, i want to bring alex on now uh it's, it's really because of alex uh in his kind deed it that uh, he brought last year is what brought this program together. Alex, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Chris? Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. 
So we should so, we should all be thanking you because this is the kind of initiative. I mean, I mean, really, like it's it's one thing you you get caught up in the uh, you know in the accomplishment of doing these these lifetime events, right? But it's another thing to be in the middle of that and think, you know, how can we get other people to have these? How can we help other people to have an experience like this? Yeah, I I don't I don't solely take the credit. Um, because uh, obviously I, I I've been blessed, uh, been lucky, you know that my my dad was actually in this hobby and gave me that jump start to get started. So I was one of the lucky guys, you know, being a, a younger person in the hobby, um, I had a jump start that a lot of other guys didn't. But basically, the way it transpired for those that uh, haven't heard the story yet. Last year, uh, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to go on the chase and having bikes that were basically ready or available to run on the chase, I thought, how cool would it be to make one of those bikes available so that somebody who maybe didn't have a bike could use the bike and have fun and go enjoy it. Just because I couldn't go doesn't mean the bike shouldn't be used. So when I made an original Facebook post and offered this bike, um, Chris Tribby, who's who's one of our, our good buddies who can't be with us tonight, he had a prior obligation, he jumped on board and uh, immediately offered to donate money. And it kind of just uh, uh, was a waterfall effect after that. Everybody started uh, chiming in, pitching in. Uh, people started donating money. People started offering other motorcycles. And like Jason said, the whole event basically kind of just grew over a uh, simple social media post. And so Chris and I were really happy to get uh, Jason more on board with, with this whole concept. And Jason did a, ph a phenomenal job, as you guys will see later on when, uh, when the uh, website is, is displayed. Um, we've actually got like an official website now. Uh, we have other uh, folks that are donating uh, uh, motorcycles. You know, we have uh, people that are already starting to donate. I know that we're kind of just announcing this whole uh, new program now. So that's going to continue to grow and uh, the support's going to continue to come in. But, you know, like I've said many times, I, I grew up in the old car world. I grew up in the antique motorcycle world. Unfortunately, with the old car world, what I've seen is this uh, average age in the collector car community of like 70, 80 year old uh, men and women. And as that generation's kind of phasing out, my generation, you know, like 33 is my age, you know, 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 20 year olds is not replenishing the generation that's phasing out. And like you mentioned earlier, Chris, the joy that we get on these rides, whether it be the Cannonball, the Chase, an AMCA ride, whatever it is, that joy that we feel and that fun, like you said, when you're at the gas station and those bikes go buzzing by, I want everyone that that is looking for that to be able to enjoy that and feel the same way you and I did. Because it's just an awesome feeling and you can't really describe it unless you're there. So the whole deal of this program that we're doing now is that younger generation, even if you don't have a bike and you're not financially able to do it, 
we want to give you an opportunity to submit an entry and win no money, no entry, you know, no expense. We want you to be able to participate, have fun, and basically give you a little taste of the antique motorcycle hobby. And hopefully you'll run with that. And then you'll buy your first motorcycle and you'll, you'll get more and more involved and we'll grow this, this hobby that we have. Well, Alex, that's something I want to, I want to say real quick, like the, about the experience, you know, in, in a, in a time in the world where it seems like experiences are so driven by social media and, and because of that, they come so fast, but they go so fast, you know, things, things like this that are, that are so empirical, it, it really is a lifetime experience because it, it's a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of people, but it also lasts a lifetime, you know, but I want to get to what you said about the, um, about the, the signing up for an opportunity for this. How, can you take us through that and tell us how this works? So basically, uh, uh, we have people, two people so far this year that have donated a motorcycle. Uh, Morgan Williams is one of them. Rodney Sterling is another one. They both donated uh, qualifying Harley Davidsons uh, to be used on the chase. Okay, so you'll be able to ride one of their uh, motorcycles. So what we're looking for this year in particular is we're looking for one female rider, age uh, 39 and younger. Um, and we're looking for one male rider, age 39 and younger. And like I said, what we're trying to do is... Uh, uh, pick a younger person that really wants to uh, to get involved in the hobby. Maybe they haven't had the opportunity. Maybe it's a financial deal. Maybe they don't have a motorcycle. Whatever your dilemma is, we want to help you. And like I said, Jason worked a lot on this website. Um, I know you have that website now. There's a link. You can log in directly to the website and you can write a short bio, give us your information what we're going to do with that is the people that are that are donating to this cause we're going to pick 10 people randomly out of the donor pool and they are going to actually make the final decision on which young female and young male uh are going to win this opportunity so it's not really anything that that uh jason chris trivia or myself are are choosing uh it's actually going to be up to the people that help donate to fund this uh they're going to be able to help choose that that rider and and like i said you know we don't know who the person is going to be we have some really good entities already um and hopefully we could just use this as an opportunity to bring new people into the hobby that's the whole goal well, i'm super glad that uh you know myself i don't have to be one of the people that choose these people because <laughs> I'm reading every application that's coming in and I'm like, dude, I want to choose this person. I want to choose this person, you know, and, and that's just it. I mean, we could actually choose more people. Um, we decided within the group, if we do raise more money than what we want to raise for this particular event, that we would add another rider. So, and the same thing happened last year. So we, the goal last year was to do one. Well, as Alex said, the thing kind of went viral. We raised enough money and selected a second person on that night and even while we were on the live program I, and i think it was shop talk as we were on the live program we raised another amount of money to send a third rider so you know our goal would hopefully to hopefully beat last year's 
And you know what? That's that's really awesome, man. That's something to talk about because what you guys you you've mentioned it already on the website, and I'm going to bring this up so we make sure to give these people credit for what they're doing. There's already two people that have donated right here. You can see, and the, and this comes right from the blog at loveofmotorcycles.com. I want you guys to all put that address down and keep up with this. But motorcycle mentor Rodney Sterling donating a 1945. Morgan Williams donates in 1948. What what other opportunities are there to donate, and and how can people go through that? Uh, yeah, you bet. So, really, the program isn't just about myself, Alex, and Chris. You know, we we kind of put the foundation together, but we're also reaching out for people like you to be to be mentors. You know, and to be a part of this. And even on the website, we've got a spot that, hey, if you want to be a mentor, one, by maybe donating a bike, uh, maybe donating your knowledge, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, it just isn't about events and it's not about riding. I mean, we want to put some of the next generation riders along with, you know, some of the old guard to, to learn some of the, the history that they know, you know, maybe learn some of the mechanic skills uh, and just pass on some of this knowledge to the next generation. So, you know, we're really reaching out there and trying to get a, a network of motorcycle mentors to be part of the program, um, you know, that are willing to, to pass on to the next generation. So, you know, like, you know, other than the chase, I mean, this year, I'd like to get enough money to fund somebody to, you know, fly them out to Sons of Speed. You know, hey, we might not put them on a bike, but at least they can be in the pits. You know, they can maybe help ranch on a, on a team. And, uh, you know, same thing with Race of Gentlemen, you know, yeah, the absolutely. AMCA road swap meets. I mean, we're really just trying to, to advocate to mentors. Hey, grab somebody that's under the age of 40. Take them with you to a swap meet. You know, take them with you to an AMCA road run. Just go hang out. Let them come over to your garage. Heather? What? Does that, does that make you sad? That I'm not considered youth anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought they were being very generous going up to 39. Right. I think I probably would have, like, I expected before I read it, it to be like 29. Yep. But I think. You wouldn't imagine the amount of feedback that we got from like yeah, 65 no, to 75. They're like, oh man, it's no fair that you can't include us, you know. And <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I really do. And one of the things I love from last year, if anybody's been paying attention the three young men that were fortunate enough to have that opportunity last year have all gone on to continue their love for vintage motorcycling. I know I see Jake um, oh racing Sons of Speed. And mm -hmm. Connor yeah, was one Jake's of the guys working around the clock on Barry's bike in that parking garage. And I've seen him out at other events. And I apologize. I don't remember the other young man's name, but he came away with a phenomenal story, I think in Hot Springs. No, it wasn't Hot Springs. Hey. Mountain Home. No. Mountain Home. Mountain Home. Yep. You know, and they all came away with such epic memories and have continued on with it. It's been such a good thing. So to see you continue this, kudos to everybody that's that stepped up and is continuing to step up. This this kid right here, Jake. I've, like honestly has become the physical embodiment of of a young person having passion for everything that we do and i have to say how like much watching him race at sons of speed oh, yeah. dude he he's he's a pleasure to watch do this stuff and it's great to see him do it with his dad 
Yeah. Like that's such a treat to see that the bond they have through motorcycling. It's it's been wonderful. Max Lynch, thank you guys. Sorry, yeah. I don't oh, remember yeah. his name. I mean, look at uh, Connor. He was the the second person that was selected in the group. He's now gone on within the last month to actually start his own vintage motorcycle shop. So wow. he's now taking it full time and, and uh, doing it as a career now. Look at that That's picture of awesome. him and his dad. Look at that. I mean, just look at the every single picture that you see. Every one of them's got a smile on her oh, face. Oh, yeah. And, that, and, and that's what we're after. And we didn't do that. I mean, uh, we there didn't do go. that. By yes. No, but you gave them the opportunity. And, yeah. and they embraced it and they carried it forward because it had such an impact on their life. And that, I think, deserves recognition. Yeah, but it, it was thanks to the sponsors, really. I mean, right. I'll, I'll be honest and upfront. If we didn't have the donors last year, if you guys, some of you that are out there now and some of the people that are going to donate this year, without that, uh, we couldn't make it all happen. I mean, I, I lent a bike, but financially, that didn't, that didn't monetarily affect me. Uh, what really made it all happen is getting the, the monetary uh, donations and being able to fund the whole event. Another thing that's that's kind of boggled my mind is uh, recently my, my son, who's 12 years old, brought a friend over to the house to have a, you know, quote unquote, play date or hang out. And I'm like talking to this kid. He had never left California. As a matter of fact, he'd never left Los Angeles County. And yeah. it blows my mind that there's kids out there like that that have never traveled. Their parents have never taken them anywhere. They've never left the state. And... It made me so happy that those three kids last year, even though they didn't get to do the full chase, they did the mini chase. How cool was that to be able to go around the Ozarks and everywhere that, that they were and get to see that. And then to piggyback into this year, talking about Route 66 again, I mean, what an amazing way for a young man and a young woman to learn about their country, their country. and to just experience this whole thing on a motorcycle, wind in their hair, looking at the the basically the back roads of america uh you know I, i'm just really proud myself to be a part of that and any of you guys that donate whether it be bikes or knowledge or monetary you know you're going to feel good about that in the end Absolutely. I, think, I think that's well, look, look at uh the invigoration that these younger generation actually brought to the event I mean, I think it was a, a treat for some of these older guys to have the younger generation out there and see how much fun that they were having. You know, it was probably like reliving what they did in their youth, you know. So, um, you know, and I, and I have talked to a lot of the past riders and said, oh, man, that was that was so great that you, you know, you gave these guys the opportunity to, you know, come out there and be with us. You know, it just made for more excitement in the event to, to watch these guys. Absolutely. One of the things that Alex just mentioned was that young boy who had never left California. How cool would it be if the person that was chosen had a similar situation? You know, for instance, I was with somebody last week that at 47 years old had never seen the ocean before. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so you have the opportunity to enhance somebody's life so much by getting them out of their little bubble, I think. I think there is actually an application now thinking about it that, um, 
that one of the applications that we did see was a person that's never left their state before. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. The opportunity to expand that person's horizons. Her, yeah, thank you. Yep. Right. And not only that, the other thing we have to remember with this whole event is young people are attracted to other young people. And not only the two riders or three riders would ever get selected, their group of followers on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, their friends in general are going to start being curious about, hey, so what's that ride you're doing? What's this going on? What's that event that you're doing? So the way I look at it is we're not only getting uh, a group of two or three riders involved, we're also dragging in uh, their their friends and their their group as well and sparking more and more interest in that. And to me, that's that's the whole goal of this entire thing more than anything else myself. Right on. Well, listen, I want to, one more time, I want to remind everybody, this help, all of this happens through, through your help and support. You know, don't, don't think that, you know, sitting out there, you don't have a, you know, a, a, a mid 19th century motorcycle, so you can't help out for as little as $10. You can jump on and help sponsor this activity. It's a fantastic program. Sponsor rider for the cross country chase on route 66 and 22. $10, $25, 50 100 500 1000 But at the $50 level, I'm going to remind you, donators, do, donators that contribute $50 or more will be able to cast two votes, one vote for male and one vote for female, to help choose what individuals re- receive the trip of a lifetime. So go on, you know, loveofmotorcycles.com. Go on there and help out. Be part of this. You know, keep, keep encouraging people that are doing the good work like this. Hey, Chris, even, uh, you know, talking about the donations and stuff like that, um, we're, I mean, every dollar that we get, we put right back into investing in these kids. You know, we're not just paying, you know, travel expenses, but we're buying stuff like gear that they need. You know, if they need a fire extinguisher, if they need rain suits. And, you know, we actually even had a a few good manufacturers step up last year and uh, shops Hey, willing to donate some parts. Um, you know, Bill Wall came in and donated the kids some helmets. Um, you know, a lot of people reached out. And, you know, even if you don't have $10 to spare, if you, if you, even if you got anything, you know, um, that, uh, that you think that these riders or this program could use, you know, hey, we're, we're going to do it. You know, one of the things that we're going to do here probably in the next month is do an online auction. Uh, so we'll get a, a bunch of stuff that's donated from all these different companies and uh, from just individuals. We'll probably do some kind of Facebook group and put these things on there and just have a silent auction just to raise money for the program. So, um, you know, like I said, I mean, we've been getting some good donations already. Uh, we we definitely need some more. And the more that we get, the more riders that we could add this year. Um, I do have a person that is willing to donate two more motorcycles. If uh, we get enough money to, um, you know, fund the riders to go. So we have the potential of, you know, sending four or five people pretty easy on this program. And and if we have some more money, you know, October, Sons of Speed, I wouldn't, you know, I'd love to, you know, buy a plane ticket for a kid to go down and uh, check it out. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Tom Banks could give him a, give him a lap or two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at me throwing I mean, Tom under yeah, the bus. Way to go. <laughs> nice nice job, Chris. 
Uh, hey, I mean, even if they got to sit in the pits and, you know, hey, grab me a nine sixteenths or, you know, wrench on this thing, you know, or, hey, you, you just being a part of it, it you know, it's, it's life changing, really. I want to let you guys know something. If you can't see the comments that are going on, Jay Rogers, who uh, who runs the the Iowa, Iowa Drags Revisited and Nostalgia Reunion, is is offering up anyone that's. Let me read it. Let me read the actual post. All uh, Cannibal and Chase bikes are welcome to display at our event this year. I will cover the gate for the display bike owner and one plus one and set you up in the pavilion to dis- display and sell your swag. So. There's no Tom Banks said no. <laughs> <laughs> just emphatically no. <laughs> just, just no. Come on now, you Tom, oh, too, totally threw him under the bus. Tom Kiefer Jr. said I would give many laps. Look at that. So maybe oh, there, there you go. Yep, maybe there's something there. Nice, Alphonse here. Um, when I was in my 20s, I was one of those who was never out of my state until I went cross-country on my own on a 68 XLCH from New York to Silver City and back. Life-changing experience. Think about how some one of these people may have an opportunity like that. That's so exciting. No, Tom, it doesn't have to be your race bike. Any bike. <laughs> any old bike. Tom Kiefer says, anyone that wants to run a bike, come see us. There you Aww. go, man. That's awesome. So this this could be the 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 beginning of an another old bike experience right there right there absolutely oh tom so. said he would offer up a 36 knuck right that, do, on. that doesn't Ooh. suck right on and i'm sure if if we if freddie is out there listening to this fast freddie hears about this at all there'll be a bike ready for for this Sons program speed. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And see, you know, like I said, I mean, the, the mentorship is, is really thing. And you, you can see with this live program of, you know, people are wanting to step up and, and help out. You know, I mean, this isn't, like I said earlier, it's not about me, Chris or, or Alex. You know, we just simply put the framework there to start getting a bunch of mentors in place for this. And, uh, you know, hopefully get a momentum going that, uh, you know, will drive for, you know, the next 15, 20 years and, uh, you know, just one keep the sport of motorcycling alive you know i mean even with modern bikes mm, right on oh jeremy so, sather just volunteered tom Kiefer. be ready well it has to no now that that's the deal though it has to come through oh, this, it has to come this through program love of yeah. motorcycles yes that's yep. not just an all call for people to ride poor tom's I was bikes right. i didn't even think <laughs> jeremy go apply i don't know how old you are if you're under Hopefully 39 go apply Hopefully these guys that are stepping up to want to be mentors will actually go on the website too. And uh, we have a, a tab on the, the website if you're willing to be a motorcycle mentor that, you know, and we'll start a database, you know. I mean, look at now. I mean, me, I'm in Arizona and South Dakota. Alex is in California. Chris Trivies in Wisconsin. You know, some of the other people that we're putting together, you know, we've got another guy in Texas. And, you know, we're, we're starting to get people from all across the country that, you know, if somebody wants to learn more, about old motorcycling that you know what we could probably put you in touch with somebody close you know and we'll be working with people like with the amca and you know and stuff like that it's just you know we want to give a, a platform to to put this out right on no, that's, that's awesome we have, to, we have to figure out too is that uh we don't know where the rider is going to be selected at this point we don't know if the person is going to be in new york california florida we don't we, we don't have that information until the rider's chosen. So what we're also looking for is when we do choose a rider, wherever they're at, especially if they're a new rider, 
the mentor situation is really important because we don't want to put a rider on an unfamiliar antique motorcycle that they don't know about and just set them loose on the chase. We're going to try and get the bikes delivered well in advance and have them put some serious miles, start learning, uh, you know, the simple repairs and the details that are needed for that particular bike. Yeah. So that's where the whole mentorship thing comes in. And that's honestly just as important as a monetary donation. We want to set these kids up and make sure that they're going to be safe and successful. Right on. Well, listen, the, the both of you, I can't, I can't thank you enough on behalf of all the motorcycling. It's a very admirable thing that you're involved in here. And I hope that uh, what you'll do is as, as more starts to get added to this, as you get closer to the event, I would love to have you come back on again. Let's bring on some of the riders when you start to, to choose the riders. Let's bring on some of the, the guys that are donating the bikes and the mentors. Like, you know, we want to we wanna expose as many people to the idea of a program like this as yeah, we can. I'd love to have some of the candidates on. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe and maybe that's like what the we're, interview we're, process. So we're actually going to cut off applications on the 15th of April. And then after that, we'll probably put a, a something together for an online um you know, voting system. And, uh, you know, maybe that is, we narrow it down to a few, get those applicants on, and then we go and select the ones. So, um, you know, I can't thank you guys for enough for letting us come on and talk about this and taking up some airtime tonight. Uh, just sitting here, I've noticed that we've already gotten five applications in, in the last 10 minutes. So that's Wow. That's awesome. This is so exciting. I would love it. I wish I could do it. I'm too old though. And if any, guys that are watching i mean you know that one kid. we all have that one kid that we know really wants to do this but maybe doesn't have an in just tell him to go on and apply get his application in give him or her that opportunity to do this because i know everybody that's watching right now knows someone that could possibly be the next rider so really important get that uh Get that person the information, give them the website, and let them know that uh, if they got till April 15th uh, to submit an application. And hopefully we'll see uh, the person that you uh, recommended on this show in the future. Right on, Alex. Yeah. Well, th thank you and, and Jason. Thanks for coming on tonight and sharing this with us. And we look forward to, to bringing some more news out about you guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Take it easy. Hey, uh, everybody, I want to thank you for watching along with us on Shop Talk here tonight. We still got more for you. Don't go anywhere. Um, coming to you live from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. This is Shop Talk. We're going to take a quick break and be back with some uh, new products. Stick around. Hey, this is Chris and Heather with Smokeout. Smokeout is going back to Salisbury, the original Rowan County Fairgrounds. The reason why we signed on after two decades of this event going on and seeing two generations of chopper jockeys come out of it, we wanted to be here for another generation. We're having a thing called the Legacy Invitational. Let's ask some of the, the Smokeout OGs, guys like Paul Cox, Billy Lane, Jeff Cochran, Steve Donnie Royals, Lee. Donnie Luce. Pat Patterson, Bill Dodd, to come in and set up. And we've also assigned them the task of inviting a legacy builder, either newer builder or someone that's new to smoke out to bring in as their legacy. From what I understand, the people made this event. Yeah. Like, you guys made this event, and that's what we want to bring back. Yeah. Um, 
smokeouts back. We're going back a few steps. Rowan County Fairgrounds. Tell your friends smokeout is going back to Salisbury. We'll see you in September of 22. You better get to work. This is Rick from RKB and you're watching Shop Talk. Hey man, this is Chris with CycleSource Magazine, and I want to tell you guys the High Seas Rally is back for 2022, and it's badder than ever before. The gang's all going to be there. We got more parties, more music, and more good times than ever, and uh, you're going to be fired up too, because this time, the drink's on us. Go to HighSeasRally.com today, get in on the action. We're setting sail 2022. Spotlight is brought to you by Drag Specialties, the world's largest distributor of aftermarket accessories. Hey, this is Chris with CycleSource Magazine's Grease and Gears Garage. We're back in the garage today to do a new product spotlight on the Eastwood 40 amp VersaCut plasma cutter. Now, any garage guy aspires to the day where you have, you know, nice tools like TIG welders, MIG welders, plasma cutter, even a good bandsaw goes a long way in a small shop. So when I ran across this product for the low price of $549, I couldn't believe it. You know, plasma cutters historically have been much more expensive than that. Having faith in the Eastwood company and knowing that the quality of their products is always right up there with the leading brands, we took a shot on this. Now, the, the long and short of this is the VersaCut 40, will handle up to three-eighths of an inch. Now, what that means is your average tab and bung that we're using on a lot of the chopper builds, these are only a quarter of an inch thick. So it will literally shape a lot of these bungs for you, which is real nice and handy because that happens a lot faster than what you do with a hand grinder or anything else. Everything comes in the box. I pulled this out five minutes later. I was already cutting my first pieces. Simply 
hook up your airline to it, set the front panel to the settings that they tell you according to the metal that you're cutting, and you're off and running. Even if you don't have the 220 line, they include this converter cable to 110, so you can run it on either one. Again, great value at $549. I suggest if you are a small shop guy or even up to the mid shop guy that's looking to make an investment in a tool like this, check them out at eastwood.com today. Thanks for watching. This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine's Grease and Gears Garage. All right, man. Welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Um, great show tonight. Really, really cool, right? To to yes. uh, spend some time with Jason talking about I that know. and how lucky someone, you know, two people so far are going to be. I and I, I'm sorry, like, I love the old bike community. I really do. Uh, Rob Nussbaum just reminded me too. Uh, his friend Walter Coro, and also longtime supporter of all the shows that we do here at Source Media. What happened to Walter? Um, a, he, he's in the hospital and Aww. get well soon. Get well soon from all of us yes. here at Source Media and Rob Nussbaum. That's a bummer to hear. Please give him our best if you are in touch with him, Rob. So back to Daytona for a minute. I was telling you guys at the beginning of the show that if you if you didn't actually happen to attend Daytona, it was a wet and soggy Daytona. But every day from the from the very beginning, the yeah. first couple of days were nice. You know, John O'Brien's hardcore show went off killer. The the um, the builders breakfast, True Grit, builders breakfast, True Grit was was off the hook. But then it seemed like every day there 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 was some rain. But this right here is my favorite picture of the entire history of Daytona. <laughs> this is Chris Simmons giving the two-finger salute to Roadside Marty and <laughs> at our show. There she is for poster posterity's sake telling Roadside Marty exactly what she thinks of him. But Daytona, you know, She's number, this was at the yeah. swap meet. What, a, what an absolute just a joy after all the bullshit with COVID and everything that's been going on, just to take a break and kick off the year. And one big shout out, the the day of Willie's, anyone who showed up and supported Willie's, it looked like it was going to be an absolute shit day. And man, the sun just came out in the nick of time and it stayed nice for the entire day of Willie's. And right at the award ceremony, it cut loose. But I have to say a special thank you to Law Tigers because Law Tigers just I've... like dumped out the tents for us, and that was how the awards ceremony went off. We we put all the tents that we had on property up and let everybody stand under tents, it, which worked great. It However, was great. unlike most chopper times, like usually as soon as the awards ceremony is over, it is a mass exodus. People can't get right. out of there fast enough. This year, they all stayed. And stayed and stayed. And we were like, <laughs> we got to take the tents down. <laughs> as soon as we started taking the tents down, they started to trickle away a little bit. But it was a great show. So we have we have a ton of content coming up from this for sure. But this was this was one of my favorite things. I ran I ran into Ed Kerr and Dave Pirowitz right at the Billy Lane booth at the um the cool hand display yes and uh i got to talk to the two of them and they shared a little bit of of an interview of old daytona with us it was a real blast man so you have to watch for that um you know everything everything was great though look there's everybody 
Look huddle, at the rain. You can see like the Law Tigers tents so that they could beat out the rain for the awards. I mean, at one point they were literally walking with the tents so they could be in the right spot. That was my highlight of Daytona this, Bike Week. I think this was everybody's highlight. You know, right at right near the very end, Brother Speed showed up. And that's, you know, for, for those of you that know, then you know Brother Speed is the man. Um, Billy put on an incredible event again. You know, the the uh, the all-kids bike program that started like off the week. cargo clock. He knew which bike he wanted. Right? He walked straight up those stairs yeah, and went like, right to it. He's like, this one's mine. <laughs> uh, True Grit was killer. They were all, it was just such a good week. It was so there, good to there's be there. Kiefer, there's Kiefer taking the iron home. Yeah, best of show, best FXR. Yeah. yeah. So Daytona was killer, man. And thank Can we do it again? Thanks to everyone who came out and supported us for the stuff that we did in Daytona and um and obviously the Broken Spoke for being our home and an awesome anchor for everything cool in custom motorcycles. Um a lot of other great stuff. I mean, you know, the the Annie Oakley thing was up and running again this year. Yes, uh, the Boogie Sp- East. Speedway was trying to a, Yeah, a they lot had of a bunch stuff. of shows this year. We went from like being the only shows in Daytona to yep. everybody was having shows in Daytona, but I was so pleased despite the threat of terrible weather every day. They were calling for hail and high winds and there was a day there were tornado warnings. Yep. They all held out, and every show was a great show. I couldn't have felt more fortunate for all the support that came out to every show we attended. And if you guys were wondering, in the middle there somewhere, I had a picture of uh, these beautiful harness racers. Oh. We need to, we need to say a special thank yes. you to, to Phil, Fat Phil from, from the uh, Broken Spoke, yeah. was our host at a beautiful place that we stayed. We stayed on a, a beautiful harness race training facility. So every morning we woke up and that was our view was, yeah. you know, uh, trainers going around the track with and harness it was, race horses. It was gorgeous. It was such a nice way to wake up. It was quiet. It was beautiful. Yep. So here's where I'm going to get serious with you for a minute because... We can't do any of this without you guys. Um, so many of you in tonight that it was absolutely packed. But make sure that we're growing this thing and that we keep the two-wheel community alive Sharing and thriving. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. You can hit the like and share button, set up the alerts, and help us get out there, man. Tell people that you know where it's happening on Sunday nights. All they have to do is through 15 different channels now. You can log in through Facebook, through YouTube, like whatever Whatever you choose, and uh, even after the fact, you can go to the Cycle Source YouTube page and watch these shows in perpetuity. So, wanted to tell you about that. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to the lovely Heather Callen, who's going to take you through some of the local or not local, national upcoming events. Ooh, I gotta get ready. The Shop Talk events calendar is brought to you by Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea that helps you keep it twisted. First up, and our next stop is the Donnie Smith Bike Show and Swap Meet. Booyah! This, this next weekend, next weekend, um, in St. Paul, Minnesota, we will be there all weekend. We're super excited. <coughs> it's not only the Donnie Smith Show, the thirty-third annual Donnie Smith Show. It's also Donnie's eightieth birthday. Um, I'm so on that week. But there's also some special stuff going on there too, isn't there? The garage build display. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what could it be? What could it be? Um, 
Yeah, Dennis Kirk has stepped up to do a special display for garage build motorcycles. Um, if your motorcycle is on their website, I still have like two spots open. If your motorcycle has been submitted to the garage build site or you submit it tonight and you want to bring it to the Donnie Smith show on us, shoot me an email, cyclesourcemain.comcost.net or just click the contact us button. And now wait, and on us does not mean gas money. No, we, no, no. We'll give not, you two tickets I would for rather, entry. You I would rather buy drinks for you and your group than pay for gas money right now. No, <laughs> no. It means you'll get entry into the show. There's no bike show registration fee. And, um, and I think you get you're going to get hooked up the, with a gift card, and too. And you get to be part of the uh, the garage the garage build experience and yeah. the story, right? Yep, absolutely. Next is the motorcycle show and swap meet. March 26th. Oh, that's this weekend, too. Um. I can't even read it. Jay the Rogers. Colorado Super Show Jay. celebrates 32 years. Jay Rogers. Oh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, don't offer to buy. The last time you offered to buy drinks like that, I paid $200 for a bottle of Sailor Jerry for Pat Patterson. Yeah, thanks a lot, Led Sled. Mm, uh-huh. <laughs> Texas Fandango. <gasps> We're going to be there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Following Donnie Smith. That is in beautiful Fredericksburg, Texas at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds. There's chopper shows and vintage bike shows and all sorts of happy, happy stuff. That is April 1st through 3rd. Um, the following weekend, again in the Lone Star State, is the Handbuilt Motorcycle Show in Austin, April 8th through 10th. You can visit handbuiltshow.com to get your tickets. But we, that weekend, will be for the first time ever at Arizona Bike Week. Um, I know I'm excited. I'm very excited. So we're hosting um, a custom motorcycle show on Friday, Friday, February 8th. It's free to show in the power yard. I think it costs you 12 bucks for the week to get in there. Um, But, but, but wait, there's more. There's more. Take it away, Chris. (laughs) Where's a $500 first prize. Best of show, 500 bucks and a chance to be featured in cycle source magazine. Oh, that's pretty exciting. And torque. (laughs) How was that? That was very good. So, yeah, Arizona Bike Week, April 6th through 10th at Westworld in Scottsdale, Arizona. We hope to see you there. We'll be there for the duration, so come hang out with us. And The One Show, April 28th through May 1st in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Um, Chop Town Campground. Now, I got to tell you, this is one, just because of our rooting, we miss every year. And I'm so bummed because... John Barwood and Pinky and that whole group, great human beings, put this on every year. And it is just a good old-fashioned, old-school, down-in-the-dirt chopper party. Yep. So go check it out. They have a Facebook page, Chop Town Campground. Um, good times. Backroad Barbecue Run. At Mace. Isn't that in the magazine this month? I don't know. I think it's in this issue. Well, then last year's what I don't know. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> oh, the back road barbecue. Well, it either way, it's happening again. So it's a good thing we got it in the magazine before it happens again. May 6th through 8th, Trenton, North Carolina. Um, Tennessee Motorcycle and Music Revival, May 19th through 22nd, 2022. So, did you know something special about TMMR this year? I'm actually helping. Really? I'm doing bike games. 
How did they sucker you into that? Jay Allen told them how good I was at it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So now let me get the Jay Allen is going to be there. Yeah. So Jay Allen, the king totally of bike games, pulled a fast yeah, one yeah, on yeah. you. But that's all right. It's going to awesome. be a lot of fun. I like Maybe doing bike help. games. I like doing bike games, and especially like TMMR has a has a pretty young crowd, and it's always fun to do do the old time bike games. I think we need to bring out some new ones people. though, a little more yeah. challenging. But do you know Jay Allen? Not only is why we met each other, but why I can tell the sound of different motorcycle engines. Yep. Yep. Good man. Yep. Um, Smoky Mountain Chopper Fest returns back to the basics May 27th through 28th, 2022 in Franklin, North Carolina. Born free. Go ahead. Take it away, Chris. Born free. <laughs> June 25th and 26th, <laughs> 2022. That's out in California. Ride for Autism. Oh, I got those out of order. Sorry. Ride for Autism, Saturday, June 11th. Real nice, Heather. Brunswick Harley Davidson in Troy, New oh, York. Oh man! And then, dun dun dun, smoke out. <laughs> the weekend of September 9th through 11th in Salisbury, North Carolina, taking it back to where it all started. Um, what you shoot me for? <laughs> I wasn't shooting you. I was just shooting up in the air because I'm celebrating smoke out going back to Salisbury. Do you know how many people? came up to us in Daytona and we're talking about the fact that like all the Salisbury stories, I love when you guys come and tell the Salisbury stories. I just shake my head and I'm like, oh boy. earmuffs, blinders, earmuffs, <laughs> blinders. Now it's going to be a good time. I'm yeah, super buddy. excited. So we're at 90 minutes. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for coming on the ride with us. That is shop talk. And hopefully in the uh, weeks to come here, we have a couple pre-recorded shows, great stuff. Um, we're going to be traveling. Like I said, Donnie Smith this weekend, Texas Fandango the next weekend, the following weekend, Arizona Bike wow, Week. That's a lot. And yeah. we're not flying to any of those nope. places. Me, the old lady, two bulldogs, and a bunch of camera gear. Mm -hmm. And some motorcycles. And some motorcycles. Yep. Are we going to get to ride motorcycles? Chopper. Say do chopper. Get, do we get to ride a chopper? Say chopper. Wait a minute. Show Can I show shirt? my new shirt? Yeah. So Heather's making shirts now. They're available on the Cycle Source store. And this one is one of her latest oh, creations. You got to stand up a little bit. I had to look at the pants I had on. Choppers are for lovers. Oh, it. Oh. Oh. Son of a biscuit eater. Okay, man. Well, listen. I want to thank you guys again for um, watching Shop Talk. Thanks to Dennis Kirk and all our sponsors up in the top right hand corner. Um, they support us, so please go and support them. Until next week when we come back and we have our counterpart here with us, we will be uh, coming to you live with another episode of Shop Talk. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next Sunday. Same Chopper time. Same Chopper channel. Who's going to say bye, Felicia? Both of us, duh. Bye, bye Felicia. We'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support, and we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycles, Macuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea, The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Choppers, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, 
Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectra Oil, No School Choppers, Motion Pro Tools.